0: Good morning. I'd like to read to you from a passage, uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 to 18. Let me read it for you. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Let's bow our heads and pray. Jesus, we thank you for this passage. You inspired the Apostle John to write for us. The truths that we see in this passage inspire us, Jesus. You were willing to leave heaven. You were willing to live among us. We cannot fully understand the cost that that entailed, and yet we can be grateful. We pray that you would speak to us this morning. Speak to us through this through this passage. Change us. May we become more like you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. I heard a story of a farmer who could not understand the meaning of Christmas. One Christmas, his wife went to a Christmas service, but he decided to stay home. And he heard a sound at the window. He went to investigate, and he saw a flock of sparrows that were trying to get into his house and were hitting the glass window. You see, outside it was bitterly cold. Inside it was very warm. And so he had pity on these sparrows. He got on his big overcoat, went outside. He opened up the barn door, and he went out and he tried to encourage, try to shoo the birds into the barn where it was warm. But the birds didn't understand, and they ran away, uh, they flew away, uh, afraid. He even tried his voice, crying out, saying, Out here, it's cold, it's bitter, come inside where it's warm and it's safe. But the birds didn't understand him and flew away. And the man thought, if I could only become a sparrow and if I could fly among them and speak their language, then I could tell them that it was safe in the barn. Suddenly the Holy Spirit inspired him and gave him this thought. This is the meaning of Christmas, that Jesus was in the house, in the warm and cozy home, and that we were like sparrows outside the home, in the bitter cold, trying to get into the warm house. And so Jesus came out of the home, and Jesus opened up the barn, and Jesus invited us to come into the barn where it was warm and safe, and yet we could not understand him. And so Jesus became a sparrow and flew among us and told us that it was safe, told us that we could go into the barn with him the man realized this was the meaning of Christmas, that Jesus left heaven to come and live among us. How does John describe it? In verse, in verse 14, John says the word became flesh and lived among us. I love how Eugene Peterson in his book, The Message, I love how he translate it, translates it. He says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood, moved into our neighborhood. I have three little kids, and a few years ago, they loved to watch Mr. Rogers. What's Mr. Rogers' most famous phrase? Won't you be my neighbor? That <laughs> was quite a few years ago, but isn't that what Jesus has done for us in Christmas? Jesus left heaven and moved into our neighborhood and became a neighbor for us. Can you imagine the cost? Imagine with me what heaven is like. Perfect environment. He's with his father. He's with the Old Testament saints, with the angels all around. And he's willing to leave this perfect environment and move into our dark and painful world where there are mosquitoes, where there is suffering and pain. He was willing to move and live among us. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus becoming a sparrow, flying among us, calling us into the barn. Why was Jesus willing to do that? Why was he willing to do that? I think in the context we see some powerful reasons. One reason is that, uh, one reason is found in uh, verse number three. All things came into being through him. You see, Jesus is the creator God. He created the universe, He created our earth, He created us. And we are His workmanship, we are His masterpiece. He loves us, He is proud of us. He wants to have a relationship with us because He's our creator. Have you ever made anything that you're very proud of? That, that that you that belongs to you. A few years ago I wrote a manual on spiritual formation, spent two years on it, wrote it in Chinese, and one of the books manuals that we now use in our training. I'm proud of that manual. It belongs to me. I own it. I can change it if I want to. That is my masterpiece. In the same way Jesus looks at us, his creation, and he sees us as his masterpiece. We belong to him. He owns us. In fact, we don't only belong to him once. We belong to him twice. He owns us twice. Because not only did he make us, he also left heaven, came onto this earth to buy us. He died on the cross. And with his blood, he bought us. You see, we belong to him twice. I heard another story of a little boy who made a toy sailboat. Very proud of that sailboat. He carved his name into the sailboat. One day he went out to the creek, began to play with his boat. He wasn't careful, though, and the current picked up the boat and floated it, pushed it down the river, and he lost his, he lost his toy sailboat. He was heartbroken. His masterpiece, his treasure, was lost. A few days later, he walked down the street of the town and he noticed in the toy store his boat Right there in the window. He goes running into the toy store, and he talks to the owner. He says, hey, mister, that boat is mine. I made that boat. But the toy store owner said, look, you know, a few hours ago, a person came in to the, to the store, and um, I gave him $5 for it. If you want it, you need to buy it, $5. So he ran. the little boy ran back home, picked up his wallet, came back to the toy store. and took out his $5, and he bought that boat. He grabbed that boat, and as he's walking out of the toy store, he talks to the boat, and he says, You belong to me twice. I not only made you, but I have also bought you. You see, we are like that little toy sailboat to Jesus. Jesus not only made us, we see that in this verse, but he also has bought us. That's why he left heaven, to move and live among us and to become our neighbor. We see another reason why Jesus came to this earth in uh, verse 16. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Again, I love how Eugene Peterson describes it. That Jesus came so that we might receive gift after gift after gift. Do you believe in Santa Claus? (laughs) In a certain spiritual sense, Jesus is like Santa Claus. That's what Christmas is all about. He came to live among us, to give us gifts. What kind of gifts? Let's quickly look at four gifts. Verse 4, in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. Jesus came to give us life. You see, before we knew Jesus and believed in him, we were dead. We were zombies. We had no life. And yet Jesus came to bring us life. What's another gift that Jesus gave us? Verse 4, in him was life and the life was the what? The light of all people. Before we knew Jesus, we lived in darkness. We were blind We didn't know the way forward. And yet Jesus came to give us life, to give us guidance, to show us where to go. What's another gift that Jesus gave us? Verse 12, but to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become what? Children of God. Jesus came on Christmas so that we might become children of God. He gave us the gift of adoption. You see, before we knew Jesus, we were orphans. We didn't have a family. We had no father. We were lonely, and yet Jesus came to adopt us. Jesus came to give us his last name. Four years ago, my brother Rodney and his wife came to China, northern China. They went to an orphanage, and they adopted a little baby girl. They called her Esther. Esther was two years old when they adopted her, and when she came out of the orphanage, she had some marks, some bruises on her body. Esther, at first, was deathly afraid of women. You see, the women in the orphanage mistreated Esther. And yet now, four years later, Esther is part of their family. She's healthy, she's growing, she's thriving. And her last name is Winslow, Esther Winslow. My brother and his wife accepted and adopted her. You see, that's what Jesus has done for us. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus came to the orphanage where we were, orphans, no family, no father. And he came and he adopted us. And he gave us his last name. Last gift I'd like to highlight for you is found in verse 18. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Jesus gave us the gift of knowing God. Before Jesus came, we had no idea what God was like. And yet, God is not far away. God is not distant. Jesus showed us what God is like. Are you grateful this Christmas season? Are you grateful for the gift of life? Are you grateful for the gift of light? Are you grateful for the gift of adoption? Are you grateful that we can finally know God as our Father? You see, that's why Jesus left heaven and came to earth, to live among us and to be our neighbor. What about you? Are you willing to leave your heaven? Are you willing to leave your comfort zone, the place where you are comfortable with, the place where you are safe? Are you willing to leave that and go and be a neighbor to the person across the street from you? Are you willing to do that? You see, there are people all around us who are dead. There are people all around us who are blind, living in darkness. There are people all around us who are orphans. There are people all around us who do not know God. And they need to receive gifts this Christmas season. Will you be willing to give the gift that Jesus has given us? You see, God blesses us so that we might be a blessing. God gives us gifts so that we might give gifts to others around us. Would you be willing to do that this Christmas? John the Baptist was willing. Let's look again at the context. Verse 7. He, John, came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. John was blessed. John was given gifts through Jesus. And he was willing to testify. He was willing to give the gift of light to those around him. You see, John, he was not the light himself. But he reflected the light from Jesus to people around him, just like the Moon does. The Moon does not generate light, but the Moon takes the light from the Sun and reflects it to us on Earth, and in the same way, Jesus is calling us this morning to be the Moon, to reflect His light to people all around us. I have a cousin, John Van Valen, lives in Indianapolis. I love his story. He has a heart of reflecting light. He moved into a new neighborhood and he had a barbecue and every weekend he had a block party. He would uh, cook up some hot dogs and some chicken and he would invite people in the neighborhood to come to his party so that he could build a relationship, build a friendship with them so that he could reflect light to them. Do you know your neighbor? Do you know those who are around you? Will you be willing to reflect light to them? You might think, oh, Keith, you know, this is, uh, this is Santa Barbara. People aren't really interested in Jesus here. And they might reject us, and they might not accept us. Do you have that fear? <laughs> Guess what? Jesus was rejected. Uh, verse 11, he came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. You see, Jesus, when he came here, he was rejected and spit on and laughed on and crucified to the cross and yet John says in verse five, verse 5 the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it you see even if people reject us the darkness cannot overcome the light of jesus this last week on Wednesday, I was preparing the sermon, quite busy, trying to get ready. And my wife called up a fix-up man to come into her home and fix up a few things. And as he came in, I was working on my sermon, and I heard a little knock on my heart, a little voice from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, that man is your neighbor. And I says, well, Jesus, I've got to get ready for my sermon. I've got to come to Santa Barbara and preach. The Holy Spirit said, that man is your neighbor. So I stood up and I went into the bathroom with him and I kind of helped him out a little bit. And we're trying to hang the door. And I shared the light with him. He had never heard of Jesus. Never heard of Jesus. I shared the light with him and I asked him, Would you like to accept this light? Would you like to believe in Jesus? And he said, No. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in spiritual things, right? But I reflected the light to him because he was my neighbor. Who was your neighbor? Are you willing to reflect the light of Jesus to them? You see, Jesus left heaven and came to be a neighbor among us. Are you willing to leave your heaven, your comfort zone, and become a neighbor to the person across the street? Can I give you even a greater challenge this morning? Would you be willing to leave heaven and become a neighbor to the people across the ocean?